turning to the prophet Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 22. Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 22. Look unto me and be saved, O the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none, none else. Now, if you look at verse 19, just glance uh, your sight to verse 19, it says there, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. We are speaking about salvation. And my subject is, look and be saved. Look and be saved. So verse 19 is telling us, when it comes to salvation, there is no password. There is no magic word. There is no need for expertise. And there is no need for special skill in order to be saved. Do you want really to be saved? Do you want your sins to be forgiven? There is no secret. You know, some preachers, they think they have some magic uh, uh, code. But there is no magic. You want to be saved is very simple. Very simple. And Isaiah 45 verse 22 tells us, just a look. Just a look. You don't have to do anything. Do you see that? No duty is required. God is not asking you, lift up your hand. That's an effort for some. God is not asking you, lift up your foot. He's not asking anything. He's asking you to do something you are doing usually, habitually, normally, frequently, every day. It is a part of, of, of our lives to be looking. We look many things that we shouldn't be looking at at all. But how to be saved? Just a look. But we will explain what kind of look God is asking us. It's not a furtive look, you know, very quick look. And oh, oh, or you go to a shop, uh, the seller there comes close to you. Can I help you? Oh, I'm just looking. That is why even it is called oftentimes eye shopping. But God is not asking for that kind of look. But the look of faith, the look to the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Isaiah 45 verse 22 here, we could say these are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he inspired the Old Testament. He inspired the Bible. He is God. So put it in your mind that the prophet here is speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is telling you and me, how do you want to be saved? What to do to be saved? Just look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my dear friends, I, 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 I lack words really to describe to you 
the usefulness, the beauty, because the invitation here, it is genuine, genuine, it is sincere. God will not invite you to something he will not fulfill. God will not invite you and say, no, 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 not you, the other one. It is genuine. It is gracious. It is glorious because you get what you will never get in this world. And it is also urgent. Do you see the tense? I always look at the tense in the Bible. Which tense is it? Is it, oh, look unto me and you will be saved. No, the verb there, the verb look there is now, right now, in the present tense. It is an imperative. It is a command. What do I need to do? Urgently look. That's all. Oh, this is such a beautiful uh, words uh, in Isaiah here, 45, 22. And remember, Isaiah is the prince of prophets. He speaks to us from God. Your eternity depends on a look. I have four headings to help you. We will do them slowly so you understand. Because your life is at stake. Your spiritual life, I mean. Number one is the verb there. Look. This is interesting. A monosyllable word. Just one syllable. Made of four letters word. Nothing complicated. Do you see anything complicated here? I'm sure even when you say to your own child, four years or five years old, look, the child knows what you are talking about. So, and the Hebrew word look means turn. That's why some of the modern versions will not use the word look, but they will just say turn or return. Face to, that's another meaning of the Hebrew. Face to, face to God, not to yourself, not to this world. And by extension, the word look means believe, it means trust, it means depend. And it is as, God, if, as, as, as if God is commanding men everywhere to look to him in repentance and faith. That's the meaning. Oh, look, as I said right now, not tomorrow, immediately. The, the Bible is, is amazing to me, really, to be honest with you. The Bible, you see, your life doesn't depend on your possessions. Your life doesn't depend on your earnings. Your life doesn't depend on the color of your eyes. Your life doesn't depend on your nationality or your color or your ethnicity. But your life depends just on a look. On a look. That's all. And even, may I say to you, your life doesn't depend on good works. Is there somebody here who thinks that he will go to heaven by good works? I hope not. How much good works can you do? Tell me. God is not asking for good works. May I tell you what God is asking for? God is asking for perfection. 
Have you met a perfect man, a perfect woman in this world? <laughs> so no good works, no amount of good works will save you. So God is not asking about those things. You know, he remembered in the Garden of Eden, right there, what happened to Adam and Eve? And we read, there was a fatal look, fatal look, a malefic look. What happened? Eve saw. She saw the tree. She saw the fruit. And she saw it was good. And she took it. She ate it. And she gave it to her husband. Just it started with a look. Many examples. Many examples. You remember Achan? Achan in the book of Joshua? He saw the look. You remember David? He went up, up to the roof of his house. What happened? He looked and he saw. And what happened? He lied. He murdered. He covered. What happened to Lot's wife? You remember what happened to Lot's wife? God said to her, you will be set free. You will come out from the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. It was raining brimstone, sulfur, and fire. She was able to get out of the city, but God said to her, don't look back. What happened? She looked back, and what happened to her? She became a pillar of salt. She died, to put it simply and bluntly. Oh, my dear friend, we can give you the example of Samson. Oh, the Samson, a godly man, never, never obeys, never speak badly about Samson. The book of Hebrews tells us that he was a man of God. But what happened? What created, what defeated him? He saw again, he looked. Oh, my dear friends, Many sins, and you don't need, I don't drive, so I'm safe on that. But you can, you can know, you, you know it. Many accidents are happening even today. Just a look at your phone. Just a look at something you shouldn't be looking at. I remember, I, heard, I, I know the man personally. I was not there when the accident happened. This is the time of cassettes, when you have cassettes in a car. Just by changing, taking a cassette, putting it in the, in the radio there, that time of uh, 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 looking down, boom. The accident happened and he died in the car with at least three other people at the same time. Just a look. But my dear friends, Isaiah 45, verse 22 is not speaking to us about a fatal or a malefic look. It is speaking to us about an advantageous and a beneficial look. Advantageous and beneficial. Beneficial for your soul. Beneficial for your life. Beneficial for your relationship with God. Beneficial for your eternity. It's all here in this verse. Can I wake you up? 
You are dormant. You are sleeping, your soul. I'm speaking about your soul. Oh, look. You know, again, your look reveals your person. In long ago, it was said that your eyes are the windows to your soul. How do you show love to somebody you love? You can see it in your eyes. I hope so. When you hate somebody, how do you know? You see it in your eyes. Many things. Sorrow is shown in the eyes. Misery is shown in the eyes. Pain. You are sick. The first thing people notice is that your eyelids are dropping and your eyes are dropping. The, your, even the color of your eyes is changing. So your eyes can, can show hatred, they can show grief, they can show despair. Many, many things are expressed by our eyes. And certainly when you need help, when somebody needs help, you can see it from his eyes. This man, this woman needs help. Oh, you may also have a haughty, a haughty and a, a proud, a proudful uh, look. Bible tells us so. The pr a proud person, you can see it in his eyes. Even the way he walks, menacing, with eyes menacing, hostile, enmity instead of uh, amity. Oh, my dear friends, it's all here. The eye is the light to your life. Look, the text says, look simply. Look instead of work. God could have said work. God could have said go and wash yourself. God could have said pray one million times. But he just said look. Oh, that's amazing to me. You don't need to perform anything. You don't need to pay. You don't need to feel. You don't need to weep. You don't need even to fast. You know, there are some religions and very soon all around us, fasting, their fasting will start. Fasting, they think that will give them more credit. You can get the credit on, on a Tesco card, but not with God. <laughs> it doesn't work. Nothing will give you credit with God. So you see, your eyes are like a memory bank. The, your eyes are the cameras to your mind. Look away from sin and look to the Lord Jesus Christ. My dear friends, you know, we were born, each one of us, we were born looking away, looking on a different side. Nobody is born in this world, coming in this world, look, looking at God already. It's interesting, every child born, the child comes down. No baby is born up. What? It shows again our brokenness. We are depraved people. Oh, how much we need a savior. You see, we have sinned against our maker. All religions, I tell you this from experience, all religions are telling us that you can be saved by, uh, by, uh, by finding salvation of your penitential sins. If you take the Catholic Church, 
they have a list of seven penitential sins. They all have that. And all religions have pillars. If you take Islam, they have their so-called five pillars. Even if you practice the five pillars, you still don't know if you are going to heaven or not. And all the religions, they have their 40 days program. You need to follow a program in order to be saved. But not the religion of the Bible. It only says the plan of salvation in the Bible is look. A blind man can look. A dying man can look. A handicapped can look. A lame man can look. A child can look. A senior can look. So it's not limited to it's a, a person. Just look. But the look here, I, I need to qualify it. it. It is a meaningful look. Meaningful. Oh, I look, I understand, Lord, I'm ruined. I'm totally bankrupt. I'm totally depraved. I'm a sinner, the chief of sinners. That's my condition, Lord. I confess before thee. And if God, oh Lord, if you do not forgive me, I'm going to hell. That's the kind of look we need to bring before God. That's why I said the word look is synonymous to believe, to repent, to depend, and to trust. So you see, look, just look. And without looking, you shall never see the kingdom of God. My dear friends, are your eyes letting you down? <laughs> are your eyes failing you? There is no substitute. You need to look to only to one person. Now, number two, all what I said now is in relation to that first heading look. Number two, be ye saved. Do you see again it is in the present tense? Be saved right now, not tomorrow. You need to be delivered, rescued. Oh, look to me and maybe you will be saved. No, no, no. It doesn't say maybe there. We see the certainty of the gospel. If I may illustrate, I won't spend long on this second heading. If I may illustrate it for you again. You remember when the people were in the wilderness? They disobeyed God. They start to murmur, complain about God. What did God do to them? He sent snakes, fiery snakes. And thousands and thousands of them were killed by the venom. The snake bites you, you are dead. And really thousands, maybe if my memory is not letting me down, at least 22,000 died. You can check it in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I believe. But God said to Moses, do something. Take a brazen snake, put it up. Everyone who looks to that snake and that snake lifted up by Moses was an illustration, a picture of salvation by the Lord Jesus Christ. And we read in John chapter 3, everyone knows verse 15. 
But do you know what verse 15 says? In the same manner that Moses lifted up the, the serpent in the wilderness, likewise, the Son of Man shall be lifted up, so that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see the picture? You want to be saved? And that snake, that serpent lifted up by Moses in the wilderness is a picture, a symbol of how the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be hanged on a cross. He will, be, he will there shed his blood and he will agonize there. He will suffer and he will die. He will die on behalf of the sins of everyone who looks at the cross of Calvary. Be ye saved. Whoever looked at Christ shall be saved. And Christ provided the antidote against the snake because we have all been bitten by the serpent, all of us. Adam listened to the snake, Eve listened to the snake. We are all born with the poison in us. But God provided the, the antidote the medicine, the remedy. And that is why we read the remedy, God gives you forgiveness, he gives you eternal life, he gives you a heaven. As I read in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it's the same, look unto me, come unto me, the same. Be saved from sin, be saved from the wrath of God, be saved from God's judgment. Number three, number three. Look at the verse again. It's all in the verse. Isaiah 45, verse 22. Number three, look unto me, for I am the Lord. I am God alone, and there is none else. It is interesting that at least you can count it for yourself later, at least 30 times in Isaiah 45 alone, God says, I I, no one else. 30 times. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. It means only him. It is God, the highest authority who is speaking in this passage. He alone is God and he alone is the savior. Look at verse 21. He tells us so, verse 21, that he alone at the end of the verse, and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a savior. Do you see that? He's not only God, but he's also the savior. And if you look at verse 20, I, I cannot uh, go in details with these things. If you look at back in verse 20, you, we are told that you cannot be saved by idols. They are false gods. And repeatedly, at least five to six times in Isaiah 45 years, there is that expression, none else, none else. My dear friends, I want to speak to you. Are you a Christian? Maybe you are deceived. You think you are a Christian, but you are not a Christian. Because if you are a Christian, you will believe that only the Lord Jesus Christ is the mediator to take you to heaven. 
You remember what John 14 verse 6 says? Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. You know what he said in Acts chapter 4 verse 12? There is no other name given under heaven. Under heaven is on earth. There is no other savior. We could multiply. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Jesus Christ is able to save to the uttermost any person, every person whosoever cometh and believeth on him. Every person. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, there is only one God, one mediator between God and man, Christ Jesus the man. So what about other religions? <laughs> I can give you an answer. There is no savior. The text says non-ers, non-ers, five, five or six times. So Jesus Christ the Lord, Look to him, the one who shed his blood at Calvary. Oh, I'm hopeless without him. He is holy and I'm not. And Christ died as the substitute for our sin. Let me close with the last heading. Number one, I ask you to look. I explain the word to look. Number two, be ye saved. You see the result of your looking, you are saved, delivered, rescued. Number three, in whom salvation is? In him alone. No one else. But look now, uh, my fourth, fourth heading. To whom? Look at the verse. Oh, the verse. Look unto me and be ye saved. All the end of the earth. All the ends of the earth. All people, all nations. Even the smallest village in a remote place. The hamlet in a remote place. All the ends of the earth. Don't let anyone tell you salvation is only for the Jews. Salvation is only for this tribe or that nationality. It's here for all. Small sinners, maybe some of us, oh, I sin, but small. But chief sinners, yes, all. The appeal is to all nations because we have all sinned. The ruin is universal. The call is also universal. The source is exclusive, but the recipients are called without discrimination. No discrimination. All. It is unlimited. Whosoever believes, all are invited. But you see, I cannot look for you. Believe me, my dear friend, this morning, if it's up to me, you will all go to heaven. I guarantee you that, if it's up to me. But I cannot believe for you. I cannot look for you. I can weep for you if that will help you, but it, it will not take you to heaven. You must come for yourself. You must look for yourself. You must believe for yourself. You must repent for yourself. You must look to Christ for yourself. And whosoever believes, no one is excluded. You know, I can give you an evidence from the Bible. In Acts chapter 2, if you are uh, familiar to read the Bible, as soon as you hear about Acts chapter 2, it's about 
the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came down. And we read there, there were at least 13 to 15 nationalities. The Arabs were there, the Romans were there, and many other, the Mesopotamians were there. And they came to hear. And on that day, you remember how many were saved? 3,000 were saved on that from all nationalities. And later they went back to their countries to preach the gospel there. So you see, the call is for all. Don't go uh, back home today saying, oh, no, 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 the message didn't speak to me. I have nothing to do with that. It's for all. And it was the promise God made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. God said to Abraham that because of thee, because of you, because of your, your name, I will bless all, all families of the world. So the blessing is not through uh, ethnic Abraham, but the spiritual Abraham. We are all descendants of Abraham if we believe in the faith of Abraham. What was the faith of Abraham? Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, Abraham believed in God and the God of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, please allow me to close. My dear friends, what is more easy than to look to one for help? What is more easy than that? Just look. Oh, are you so proud? Maybe you are proud, that's why you don't want to be looking. Young and old can look, but you have to look in the right direction. Look into the right direction, to the Savior on the cross. It's interesting, you don't need a magnifier to look. You don't need a telescope to look. Just look with your physical eyes of faith and you will see God. And to this day, Christ is saying, oh, come to me, look unto me, call upon me, believe on me, and thou shalt be saved. Oh, may God cause you to look this morning. That's my prayer. May God cause you to look this morning. If you have never looked at the Lord Jesus Christ with the eyes of repentance and faith, may he help you to look believingly, believingly in him, plead with the Lord to have mercy upon your soul, your soul. And a humble sinner, or a sinner humbles himself by looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together.